15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. On this episode of DC On Screen, why Birds of Prey is not a flop, the first look at the Pattinson Batsuit, and the return of Batman, the animated series, right after this mysterious ad that's probably Flo trying to sell you insurance or something. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Welcome into DC On Screen episode 583. I'm David C. Robertson. This is my happy co-host, Jason Goss. Overstatement, but hi. You're not happy? Uh, you know, just <clears throat> not unhappy. We should probably just, we should probably stop doing the show then. <laughs> just in the middle most of the time. Let's just wait until a day where you're absolutely giddy. Um, yeah. Um, I'm not going to make many noises at my casket, though. <laughs> Oh, this is the podcast where we discuss the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game, so beware of spoilers, and welcome to the show. How about that, man? Mm -hmm. How about that? Which part? I don't know. Good start. I know. Good start. I know, man. I'm sorry. That that, that just, like, reminded (sighs) me of work deeply, where it's... Like a continuing Rolodex of the same 12 phrases every morning. Mm-hmm. Like, like, hey, there he is. Oh, there's a man with all the money. I could keep going through them. But you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Oh, how you doing? Oh, another day in paradise. Living yeah. the dream. I hate that. You know, all People those. who have nothing to offer or nothing legitimate to say to each other. You know, I think I honestly think for a lot of people that is just a legitimate way of continuing a conversation. Like it, it's it's as good as just nodding. But for me, it's it's uh, I've told you this line several times. It's like most of the time I, I see those same things happen every single day for on repeat. And I just uh, and I'm barring for Futurama here, but it's it's just I want to see somebody throw a fucking pie after a while. Mm hmm. Just like one person just just grab a rubber chicken and toss it at a motherfucker. Like that would be that would really brighten my day. But I've yeah. never gotten that. I remember several years ago, I was working with um, a lady named Gina, mm-hmm. and she would always give me shit because it was just like, it was a continuous cycle. I would come into work. She would be like, hey, Dave, how are you? And I'm like, I'm here. And she just couldn't get over that notion that I was just going to be like, I'm here. 
She's like, why aren't you good? Why aren't you great? Why aren't you bad? Why aren't you? I'm like, look, I could go into all the reasons I'm bad or all the reasons I'm blessed. But <laughs> that's another one. How you doing? Blessed. You know, I was Blanket like, you know, we're just going to continue this horrendous cycle of small talk. So why don't we just from here on out and you can do whatever you want to with other people. But when it comes to me, when I come in, don't ask me how I am. Mm-hmm. Don't say hello. Mm-hmm. We can literally, because we have a good time when we actually just have conversation. Let's just pick up where we left off if we need to. We don't say goodbye. We don't say hello. None of that shit anymore. I leave. I come back. So I watched that movie you were talking about. Yeah. And then you're into something. There's some meat on the bone. Yeah. Similarly, I have trained uh, my coworkers in the morning and even some of the uh, customers who will, uh, will be there and not depending. But there are people who more or less regularly show up at certain times. Uh, especially in the morning. And um, I've trained most of them to not take it personally. But when you look at me and you're like, morning, good morning, blah, 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 blah. I, I'm just going to look at you and grunt. I mean, most mm-hmm. honestly, I just, mm, mm, eh. <laughs> <laughs> On a very chipper day, you might get from me this morning. Like that, that's, that's the height, the height of my excitement. And you're never yeah. going to get the phrase good morning from me. It, it, right. it, even then, when I said it, did you feel like a certain animosity in the phrasing? Like my, my yeah. voice dropped. Like I, I just, I don't, I, no, these don't exist to me. The first hour of my day is, is just chaos and fight until I, like, I boot up and then I'm good. Yeah. Like I would love, I, I would love to yeah. hear a DC on screen recorded at six forty five a.m. Oh god, that would be fantastic, would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> if we did it one day. We would probably midway through like, I just, I don't, I fucking can't. I don't care. Fuck it. I just, we're released. Delete it. Burn your computer. Fuck it. We'll do this later. (laughs) Now I, now I really want to do it. (laughs) I don't. I don't want to be up at that point. Like we, yeah, we, but we should like amp that up. We should just be like marketing that and be like, okay, we're going to do like 4 a.m. DC on screen and, and we're going to get like, two hours of sleep and just sit down and, 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 and yeah, it's going to be bad. Yeah. It's going to be, it might be a Patreon, like ex- trying to a Patreon exclusive. That's what it should be. Yeah. That, that would probably lose us. Everybody I, like it, it would, uh, from, from my part, it would largely be me still trying to process the bizarre nightmares that my brain has formed mm-hmm. because I don't get normal ones anymore. I get, like, my brain knows that normal ones don't work on me anymore. Like, zombies, fuck it. I'm having fun with that now. That's just a level in a video game. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just enjoying myself. Like, how am I going to defeat him tonight? What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it'll go into weirder places. Like, I won't give you examples because, you know, I have a therapist for that. But it, it it's it's gotten weirder in, in the way where, like, you wake up and you're like, I don't even know how to process that. I don't I don't understand what just happened. I mean, all right. Just one example. Last night, I was chased down by three men in white coveralls uh-huh. with uh, cheap plastic, uh, cheap paper plates strapped to their face with a crude smiley face mm-hmm. drawn on them who were covered mm-hmm. in pubic hair on the white oh. coveralls who um, introduced me to their friends, <laughs> the belts that they tore out from under their coveralls and uh-huh. and uh, tried to chase me down a hallway. That's yeah. well and truly uh- fucked. I, mean, I just don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> I still don't. Okay. Yeah, I I mean, I, 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 yeah, I'll tell you what I told my wife earlier today. I, I don't know how to help you because she told me I about a dream that she had. I remember knowing that the, the, the coveralls and the pubic hairs was a fetish thing that I walked in on. Oh, God. Like, that's, <laughs> and they, Dude, they okay. couldn't let me leave. 
my wife. This tells is why me we're dangerous says, when it's a light news week, by the way. <laughs> yeah. My, my wife tells me today, I had a dream last night uh-huh. that I woke up and I was late for my dental appointment. I was like, uh-huh. She says, I'm freaking out. I get to the dentist. Except my dentist wasn't my dentist. My dentist was my gynecologist. And all I, I just, I just kept thinking, I hope she cleaned her instruments. (laughs) From her perspective, why would that be different if you went to a dentist? (laughs) Because she acknowledged that it was her gynecologist in the dream. She knew it was her gynecologist. (laughs) It's still a hole in your body. (laughs) They should all be clean. That's true. (laughs) They're still (laughs) Unless the thought was like, I didn't shower and I slept in these panties. Ugh. And you've taken it to a bad place. I mean, it happens. We're, we've all <laughs> we've all gone somewhere early in the morning in a pinch, man. That's true. All right. I have. All right. Let's reprieve anyone who's still with us. I'm so sorry, everyone. All right. Listen. <laughs> First fun up. Fun stuff coming, I promise. <laughs> yeah. So we do have a giveaway happening. Uh, we are giving away a Joker digital code. All you have to do is leave us a written review on your chosen podcatcher service, preferably Apple Podcasts, but whatever. That doesn't that doesn't mean anything as far as your uh, your eligibility. You can also um, do a recommendation on our Facebook page or share us on social media somewhere. Uh, but when you do, please take a screenshot and send it to us. Let us know you're officially entering the contest. We have several people who share us who we are, we know they have Joker. And they don't want the code. They're just, they love us and we love them. And that's fantastic. But please let us know you're officially entering the contest. Uh, you will be entered. We will use a random number generator at the beginning of March to decide who wins. I'm excited about it. Uh, I think it's a pretty cool thing. And uh, again, thank you to uh, DCU Fan Fandom or Fan Fam uh, over on Twitter. Fandom. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the he's the guy... Uh, He's one of our listeners, and he's throwing us that uh, that code to, to give away. Much appreciated. And uh, last but not least, certainly, uh, thank you to the patrons out there. If you want to join their ranks, please go to patreon.com slash dconscreen. $1 a month gets you every episode ad-free. $5 a month gets you that plus extra episodes. Uh, we have uh, attention deficit discussions, chasing squirrels, Jason's pull list. Uh, we were just talking about maybe doing a new thing called I got nothing where we just turn on the mics and with no plan at all, which is <laughs> a lot like our normal show. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, the warm ups warm up. E- yeah. Either way, you're, you're going to get a shout out and a thank you on the show. Now, let's talk about this news. Hit it. We've only got a little bit. Pretty much exactly what I said in the in the intro. Uh, <laughs> we've got updated uh, Harley Quinn Birds of Prey numbers. That's what we're going to call it now. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> now, look, I, I jumped the gun last week. I called it a flop. Everybody else called it a flop for the most part. No. Um, I re- it's not a flop, I though. refused. You did refuse. You did. That's why I didn't mention you. <laughs> I didn't say we. I said I. I know. I do appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this thing has been in theaters for 10 days, 4,236 theaters, and it has domestically pulled in 62 million. Uh, so, and worldwide is 145, uh, six. All right. To, to put that, uh, up against something else, Shazam was in theaters for 45 weeks in 4,306 theaters, and it pulled in 140 million worldwide I mean, sorry, 140 million domestically and 365.9 uh, worldwide. Did you say 45 so, weeks? 
Yes. Like the overwhelming part of a year. Mm-hmm. Good God, I forgot it was there that long. Yeah, so uh, Birds of Prey is not doing that bad, guys. Nah, those aren't terrible numbers. It's just I, not. It's on a, lower than projected, but it's not doing that Worldwide, bad. you've almost doubled your budget in two weeks. Mm-hmm. It, uh, honest prediction, if... And if I saw correctly the legs on it, which is uh, in an actual metric, how much is the percentage drop from opening weekend to the next and so on, uh, the legs on it really weren't bad at all. Um, yeah. There was a drop. There's always a drop. But it was only like le- like slightly less than 50, like literally 49% or something like that, mm-hmm. which is, it's not uh, detrimental. Um, pretty normal. So honest prediction for me, uh, this film has another good two weeks worth of showing. With, yeah, a gradual decline. That's just how it works. And I, th- I think it comes out to really make its money and, and justify a sequel pretty hard. Yeah, I think so. And God help us like, if it's one of those things where you're like, that thing's still in theaters? Fuck it. I'm going to go see this again. <laughs> but it's got good word of mouth. A lot of people are, are going out to see it, you know, now that uh, the fans seem to be behind it. Uh, it it could just be seem to be behind it. We could just be in a in a circle and some kind of bubble. But to me and... In, in, my experience with it in the last couple of weeks, the people who've seen it really enjoyed it and had a good time. Yeah. And again, and we're, talking about it. we're talking about an R rated film. We're talking about, you know, strange time of the year. Yeah. It's not nearly as, uh, I do think, had to I hold do up think to changing. Absolutely. Sonic kind of knocked it out of the number one spot, which was to be expected. We're talking about a PG 13 kids movie. With what looks like a, it's got a huge amount of uh, Jim Carrey performance. Yeah, being honest, yes. I mean, I'm, I really want to go see that movie. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our people, a lot of like DC on screen listeners and and friends of the show, uh, have been going to see Sonic. I haven't gotten a chance to see it. Honestly, it's not a thing I'm going to go see in theaters. It's a thing I'm going to eventually stumble across on on a streaming network some or a streaming service somewhere and go oh yeah i'll watch that in a few weeks or months or and then never get around to that's exactly what is what's going to happen yeah <laughs> um i mean no i for sure i'm not so. going to make it for that i just don't have time Mm-mm. too many projects baby not not a thing but i will watch that movie for sure yeah, and you know we we had a we had a bird we a birds of prey executive we had a WB executive talking about like they literally just came out and and changed the name to Harley Harley Quinn because of SEO like not being able to find Harley Quinn in that first if you in that as the first words in the title if you see birds of prey if you're t- like I had people that I knew talking about like oh yeah I looked for Harley Quinn but I couldn't find it. No, that's not what the movie was called. Well, I I did a little experiment myself, and what I was doing was I was going around asking people, <clears throat> "Did you see the new Harley Quinn movie?" Uh huh. Um, basically that phrase, give or take a couple words, but that was the instinct. I I was going for a cold, uh, no hints. Did you see the new Harley mm-hmm. Quinn movie? Kind of thing. And yeah, genuinely, one hundred percent of the people that I asked, and I was picking a certain kind of person. I was picking GA. Like I know who the people mm-hmm. are in my life that maybe know better. I was yeah. picking GA, like people who have talked about about like an action film or somebody who's asked me about an Avengers or a DC or something in the past, whatever. But somebody who had enough interest that they might have known that this was there or would be interested to see if it was there. But anyway, you see the experiment and 100% across the board. What are you talking about? The Birds of Prey, yep. that thing that came out last weekend, That that's the follow up with Harley Quinn. That's, that's uh, her story. Oh, well, shit. That's probably pretty good. Yeah, it's really pretty good. You should go see it. Yeah, I'm, okay, I'm going to try that. <laughs> that yep. was overwhelmingly, 
you know, honestly, like short of a couple of like, yeah, I don't cares, which are going to happen. And, and, um, the reasons and in that case, the reasons weren't like, uh, any kind of instinct or anything. It was just like, yeah, I just didn't care too much about her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, some disinterest in general, that's, that's bound to happen. But the, yeah, there were people that were genuinely excited to hear that. No, that's the Harley Quinn movie. You should go see this. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I love Margot Robbie. Yeah, I know. Yeah. She's a delight and she's playing a wonderful character. And also, by the way, everything else that happens is pretty fun. Go see it. Yeah. And I've I've noticed a shift in, in some of the marketing that they're, you know, actively saying Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. So I think it's a good call. I think it'll it'll definitely have legs. Um Yeah. With the with the title change. So I'm good with that. Yeah. You know what'll be interesting to see though going forward is there there's really been no uh no real news. I mean, it's all kinds of speculation if you want to go to those kind of sites, but no actual description of what they wanted to do following this movie mm-hmm. with, you know, the set of characters in this movie. And right. it would be kind of interesting to see, like, after the numbers change and after they decided to change the title, and it did seem to help a little bit. Yeah. Or if, now, or if I mean, it didn't, it was just like it took everybody a week to catch up and realize that's what was going on. Another possibility. I, I think is uh, clear from the cast that they... Want to do some some variation of uh, Gotham City Sirens? I know, I know. Or Birds of Prey versus Gotham City Sirens, yeah. but they also say they want Wonder Woman in there as well. And I'm just like, you guys just want all. Yeah, the you things, keep dreaming, you? baby. I love it. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm really rooting for everything you just told me, but yeah, it, it, it unfortunately does not start with the artists. It goes the other way around sometimes. So mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see what the next. Uh, working title is going for it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Is it going to be Harley Quinn based or is it going to be Birds of Prey or Gotham City Sirens or whatever? Like they may have, they may have learned a lesson about Cause this, if it's true and it helped the lesson maybe to learn mm-hmm. is look, you, you take your title character and you put that up front. I don't care what the, pro- what the property is. Yeah. Because if you just invent a phrase and I know it's not inventing a phrase, I know it's a real thing, but to GA, you just invented a term. And you threw it up there, and there were some commercials, and you maybe weren't paying attention because it was the middle of Super Bowl, and you were arguing with your friend about fucking why Tom Brady isn't in there right now. And uh-huh. you weren't even paying attention and didn't realize because of the costume changes that that was Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn and, and completely out of context. You just didn't even catch it because mm-hmm. I ran into that before. I was like, oh, I saw some trailers. I didn't realize that was Harley Quinn. That's what I ran into in my life. Like People just genuinely, because it's out of context and the, the name changed, just didn't understand what they were getting into because they don't live in our world. Yeah. And, you know, as much as I am a a fan of creatives having the power to make the the film they want, I do think this is, you know, I I hate when it becomes like something like Sujihara, you know, cutting the legs out from under an artist. You don't want that. No, that is tipping the scales way too far. And I know I'm going to get canceled by DC fans uh, somewhat here, but guys, you know, Kevin Feige's doing it right. You put the person that's the big deal up front. And this is just uh, another lesson I feel like that WB has learned now, hopefully learned, where they're going, oh, well, we shouldn't listen to the fans when they say, I want more Birds of Prey in the trailer. They're making it a Harley movie. No, it is a Harley movie. Shut up. It needs to be a Harley movie. <laughs> it's Like, if she's in it and she's telling the story, it's her story. Yeah. Put her name in the title. Unfortunately, like... And it's true, and it has to do with any form of storytelling across any venue. You can't, you can't just take one character and world build in a movie. Like if I had a book to do this with, 
probably fine. I mean, the the, mm-hmm. the sales of the comics themselves uh, kind of justify that. You, if you have enough time with the characters, you can do that. If if it's just the next movie that you're supposed to catch and make some time for in your weekend, GA doesn't always catch it, and they're not no. privy to the same signals that we are. I mean, I'm, it feels like I'm talking about a different species. I'm not. I'm just talking about people who don't spend their time the way we do. Like we obsess about this shit. Yeah, we do. Um. And fuck anybody who's listening to this does the same thing. You literally had DC Comics as a search term at some point and found us. Like mm-hmm. this is a thing. This is part of your world and it's part of your worldview. And if you're outside of that, out of context, you may not have even realized what was happening. So it was. It's one of the things that can be learned. Is like, yeah, you you have a character arcs and you can do whatever you want and you include other people. And by the way, the film did a fantastic job of including those other people. Like mm-hmm. everybody got a fair amount of screen time. It was like everything felt earned. It was really good at that like to make yeah. a an ensemble performance that paid off in act you know, five-ish i want to say if i had to i hadn't broken down by acts but you know what i mean um to make all that work it, i think it did in the film a great job of it but to yeah. have bet on that in the marketing yeah yeah maybe that was just one of those things where the the marketing people had maybe they just had it on this one there does have to be a balance i mean there's yeah. people there are people you sit you literally employ harvard graduates Harvard professors, in some cases, that you employ to sit down and do algorithms and tell you how you're supposed to name stuff. Mm-hmm. And every now and then, they're going to be right. Yep. Yeah. You know, the fact is, though, no matter what it's named, the the movie itself was still very uh, creator driven, and you know, like, we still got to find peace, mm-hmm. whatever it's called. We did. All right. So I need um, a little sound I can do where it's like me leaving a soapbox. <laughs> I, got... I think that's just called silence. <laughs> It's also, it's also the sound of Dave realizing he can finally move to the next piece. <laughs> yeah, we already have that sound. It's called me going, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like uh, Captain Murphy on Sea Lab 2021. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, there was a really cool, I didn't catch this when we, when we saw the when we saw the movie, but there's this really cool little Easter egg where Renee Montoya is walking across the room and in the background we see a small television and it's playing this old footage of a woman dressed as a court jester and what it is is this the actual footage from the Days of Our Lives episode where Arlene Sorkin oh, was in a dream sweet. sequence doing doing the the Harley Quinn character that she kind of halfway made up for the show yeah that inspired the creation of, of Harley Quinn. That's so good. Uh-huh. So Arlene Sorkin is in Birds of Prey, if you look hard enough. That's really good. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, here's the other big piece of news we got. Mm-hmm. Well, the second big piece of news we got. <laughs> Out of three. Okay. Matt Reeves posted the freaking bat suit. Did you see this thing? Oh, yeah, I did. Like the with the Michael Giacchino, like a piece of the the Michael Giacchino score for the movie, uh, it's like got a red filter on it, and is is Pattinson in the suit, maybe from like the chest up. We don't know what the ears look like. That's we don't know what the, the color only scheme thing is. That I'm like, damn it, man, I need to know. But they've given us enough that people all over the internet are freaking out. Oh yeah, it was a big deal. Like it very, you know, everyone keeps saying it looks like the Arkham games. No, but I didn't not, see that at all. That. I mean, I saw it, but because just because he has armor. But you know what I saw? I, th- I saw injustice. I think the shoulders are maybe where they're thinking that because the, the way the shoulder plate yeah. move over the uh, the chest plate. Mm-hmm. I'm staring at an Arkham 
uh, poster right now, and it's just it's it's not all there. But I think the int- intricacy and the overlapping armor was maybe where they got it. Yeah, I, mean, it, I, I saw a cowl to some extent. Like, it, what it still? I saw some injustice. Yeah, I can see that. But with the actual cowl with the with the mask, I'm seeing Adam West. Mm, yeah, I can see the that. In the stitching over the nose and around the eyes. I can see that. I'm seeing uh, Lieber Mayho. Um, I am loving the collar, though. I, the collar had to be pointed out to me. Um, <laughs> I miss a lot of costume stuff. Uh, the, the, you do. The collar is like someone pointed out to me. And I was, oh, that is there. And, you know, it, because of um, what I'm reading at the moment, it reminded me of uh, White Knight. Mm-hmm. But a very underestimated version compared. Yeah. Yeah. Over on, over on our, on my Star Trek show, I was telling Matt of MCU cast or Matt was telling me that, uh, he has face blindness to some degree. Like, cause we had, they had a character who was playing a couple different ca- characters. And I was like, but they didn't like announce it or anything. He was only announced as one character. So I was like, is that, was that the same guy? Was he playing the hologram of the, was that the, captain but he was playing the hologram too and Matt was like i don't know man i i thought he was a different guy he had a different voice and i'm like yeah but his face was the same he's like i don't know <laughs> so we were like joking about how matt has face blindness i, I know and i told him off i know the i told him off air hyper prognosia when you see faces you shouldn't i think the other one's hypo prognosia mm-hmm. and I, but i told him i was like off air i was like it's all right man yeah jason's got costume blindness mm-hmm. <laughs> like Barry will have a completely different costume, and Jason's like, eh, "It's the Flash. <laughs> it's the Flash, man. What do you want from me?" <laughs> and you're like, "But and you I'm can like, see it's his chin. Like, I didn't see his chin before. It was just part of the costume." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's just a, it's just it's Flash, hilarious. It's Ezra it's, Miller. Like, what cracks me up is like when I'm quietly at home trying to pretend that I can draw, and I'm, and I'm like texting you, like, "Did you know the Flash?" symbol changed here and it did this and i'm like yes i know that are you kidding me that is so much a part of my life that i, ju- I feel like you just under ask me if i understand what toast is what the fuck Jason? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yes that changed in 97 when so-and-so took over i'm like I, okay yeah all right i'm listening i'm i'm i don't doubt you yeah didn't notice yeah when they when they switched uh superman's yellow to black in the in the mainstream comics and we got that just that one little step closer to kingdom come i didn't sleep for a week <laughs> wait what does this mean <laughs> is, is this an innocent nod or is my world supposed to crumble is it about to crumble i don't understand what's happening yeah um so speaking of symbols uh a lot of there's a there's a lot of folder roll over the possibility that this this bat symbol which is not a traditional looking bat symbol it's um I don't know, sort of a uh, implied bat symbol almost, but it looks like, according to some, and I could see what they're saying, that it is two halves of a gun making up this bat symbol. It's possible. It's possible. But I am unconvinced. May I give you an example that would call that into question? Absolutely. I know that the Starbucks logo is supposed to be a mermaid. Uh-huh. Now, I've never looked up why it's supposed to be a mermaid. I've never thought Java equals mermaid. I've never thought that mm-hmm. sailors were a particularly oh. coffee-loving type. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that got worked into the, the mythology of Starbucks. What I do know is that, to me, it looks like a lady committing suicide with two guns at the same time. Oh, okay. I, it's, it's, it's a bad interpretation. I'm wrong. 
I'm just saying that's the <laughs> fact of the matter. I am incorrect. But mm-hmm. every time I look at it, since I've seen it, I can't unsee it. So I, yeah. I don't know. I could, you know, the two guns are plausible. Also, don't put the a ton into it as far as what's going on in the suit quite yet. Like that's going to be the basic design. But camera test is camera test. We're we're some tweaks away from a final. I don't. I don't know if this is just what's behind the logo and there's really going to be a bat symbol on top of it. I don't know if this is, you know, a lot of people are bringing up the Kevin Smith story where Batman literally took Joe Chill's gun and fashioned it into armor. Oh, yeah, that was a really good story. Behind his bat symbol. Yeah. I didn't actually care for it. I thought it was a little dumb. No, I thought it was a little what? contrived. You know, in the context of BTAS, if you'd shown me that story, um, I think it would have made a lot of sense because they they could have done it subtly. Mm-hmm. Like it would have been a 20 second clip at the end of an episode and they never spoke about it again. You know? Yeah. Which would be to me the way to do that. Like, don't make a whole thing of it. Just 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 a few seconds at the end knowing, oh, that's the backstory. You're going to think about that all week. Yeah. Um. I mean, all right. So one, don't put too much into it yet. Don't don't worry about the fine yeah. points yet. There's it. It's a camera test. We're not. I mean, I know they're filming. I don't think it's a camera test. I think it's a reveal. I mean, I know it's a camera test, but it I, there are going to be tweaks. Yeah. There are going to be tweaks. And actually, I wondered, by the way, because I know there are going to be tweaks, if the ears are somehow going to be CGI'd because they just didn't show up. But yeah. that's insane. Actually, I'm an idiot. Matt Reeves literally hashtag camera test on, on, on the post. Oh, yeah. No, it said camera test outright. Yeah. But I don't... I, I'm pretty sure this is if not absolutely close or absolutely the, the thing they're going to use is damn close. Oh, is what I'm saying. very, very bottom line, 80 plus percent. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're way closer to finished by a very long shot than not finished. But, you know, what was it? The, uh, I can't remember. There was, there was some idea floating around that Gary Frank had when, when he and Jeff Johns were doing, what was it? Uh, Earth one, maybe. Is that, that's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. God, what is wrong with me? But he, <laughs> um, he was talking about like, there is no specific Batman suit in their run. Like it just evolves as it goes, as he needs it to. Um, Which is true. I, just remember, I, I just remember him. Yeah. I just remember him talking about how like initially Batman was wearing Doc Martens and made me laugh <laughs> um <laughs> but if that's what that that Which would be kind of a day cool kind of made some sense like it was like a stylized yeah. combat boot like when we were growing up that's basically what that was mm-hmm. now it was some serious in our generation it was some serious emo signaling especially if it was black mm-hmm. like we, we knew which kind of music you listened to if you were wearing those boots yeah speaking of Maybe. by the way the um i was i was happy with the suit and happy with the uh the you know the cut of his jib so to speak with uh uh-huh. with the cow but fuck that music yeah that music was great that music was dope as shit um uh, yeah that that was the major takeaway for me it was like man if that's the theme i am really gonna be happy with the score on this thing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was confirmed later by him I, I forgot where but you probably ran across it too that that was no that was that's from the score he's working on yeah absolutely um by the way <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned someone uh, or seeing those like combat boots or whatever and feeling like, oh, I know what music they listen to. Mm-hmm. It's back in college. Uh, I was hanging out with this dude uh, named Ben that I had a couple of writing classes with. 
and he was like totally goff like he had like the metal shit that he put over the finger and the whole thing oh the long oh, trench the long coat thingy? And, yeah like the combat boots the long trench coats he, wait he the long get, thing like, over like, the finger you're talking about the like clawish thing almost yeah like the cloth thing yeah it looks like uh, lord zed or something yeah and yeah, like uh Voldemort with uh cheap silver <laughs> yeah and the yeah the black scraggly hair over this face yeah. you know everything and uh <laughs> we were like yeah we're gonna go and, and hang out go check out uh barnes and noble or whatever and uh He's like, oh, yeah, I'll drive, man. And we get in the car, and he cranks it up. And what do I hear but, I am a lineman for the county. And I just started cracking up. Like, hold on. John Denver? Glenn Campbell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. That's fantastic. I love, I love that kind of shit, though. I just started cracking up, and he was like, what? I was like, I just, I, yeah, I didn't expect this. It's this. I mean, I I really do love it. Um, I, I was watching a Sesame Street because, by the way, uh, 15-month-old, so that's part of my life. Doesn't have to be. Uh, you know, of all the things, it's, it's really the lesser of all the possible evils. She might accidentally learn something, and they throw in some jokes for adults. It's livable. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're doing this side character, and it's one of those character. It's one of those episodes where they do several songs just in a row. They make it specifically more musical than normal, and it's some mm-hmm. side character, a little mustachioed dude, um, grumpy as hell. Like every time you see him, he's like, "I can't believe I'm having to do this." Blah blah blah, yeah, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one episode, they like for some reason it becomes his responsibility to sing the next song, and he sits down and is like, "Well, I mean." Okay, I've been working on this one for a while. I didn't want to sing it, but okay, we'll do it. And then it it's the Sesame Street version of death metal. It's, it cracked me the shit up. I mean, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it was like, well, deeply less than the budget that they could get for the normal instruments. Like you could tell they just had to put it on overdrive. They didn't have like a, a, a distortion pedal or something they could turn on. Uh-huh. And they sure as fuck didn't have the amps to to do it or they had mics to pick it up they worked within their means but you could tell that's what they were doing and the rest of the crew just kind of stood back like the fuck is going on here and i laughed my dick off i enjoyed the shit of that scene that's the kind of thing it was like that's here for me that's here for me (laughs) that's here for me watching all these sesame street episodes learning about the letter of the day and just getting one damn joke i can Uh yeah yeah Yeah. what i don't i don't really listen to metal very much but i kind of Messed with my wife a little bit the other day. I uh, got in the shower and I threw on Elvis Costello. Yeah. And uh, Elvis Costello's playing. It's like two Elvis Costello songs. And then all of a sudden, like, I had like snuck some death lock in. Into oh, the nice. <laughs> so it nice. just like goes from like the angels want to wear my red shoes, you know, to like <laughs> Mermaider. Oh, under the water. <laughs> <laughs> and I got in the shower. She's like, Were you listening to metal? And it's like, Oh, yeah. Yep, but there's a backstory. <laughs> yeah, predictably so. Um. Anyway, to the to the uh the ba- <laughs> back to the Batman suit. Um, I am on one hand, I am I'm curious about the the red uh the red wash that they have over this footage because it is it does look like the same red that's on like the logos the Batman logos that you see on on the clappers. Yeah, yeah, they've got a palette. Um, so I'm wondering if that's like them saying like, Hey, here's the tone we're going for. Here's like the sort of this new 
red light district color palette. Or that tone where everything that happened in New York had either cigarette or sewer smoke in it. Yeah. There was never just a clear shot. Mm Mm-hmm. And then another part of me is a little interested to, like, are they hiding what color the Batman suit is? Is is this thing going to be... Is it going to be blue and gray? I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but... I wouldn't be. But... I mean, it would make sense if they were like, hey, so check this out. This is uh, this is what a lot of Gotham looks like. So this is like proof of concept for the fans. Like, hey, by the way, mm-hmm. this is what it looks like in, in, in like a dark, seedy, you know, situation. Um, here it is in different light. Like a couple weeks later, they're going to show us, yeah, it's blue and gray. Mm, I mean, I wouldn't mind it, but I don't think it's I'd just mind a possibility. other versions at all. Oh, I'm not saying I would. Yeah. No, I'm 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 down for whatever. Yeah, and anything between blue and black. <laughs> There's a specific mm-hmm. little part of that palette you could pick off if you're doing digital stuff, mm-hmm. where you can go straight from one to the other, like anywhere in there. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Hints of yellow, sure, hell yeah. I could deal with that too, man. I'd be I'd be fine with it, man. I'm <laughs> I'm like Ice Cube. I'm down for whatever. Look. <laughs> here's 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 something I wouldn't be down for, but it's funny anyway. Okay. Gail Simone, everybody talking about the how the the symbol is a is a gun, <laughs> is Joe Chill's gun. Gail Simone wrote, "I think Batman's codpiece should be adorned with the pearls recovered from the alley floor." <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That that was glorious. Is what that was. Oh man, yeah. I am curious about those ears though. They didn't show those ears on purpose. <sighs> Maybe not on purpose. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm torn. I mean, maybe just not on purpose because it didn't seem like a huge deal. Maybe not on purpose because uh-huh. the specific footage they shot looked better this way. And that was just mm-hmm. like, we'll get to the ears later. Don't worry about it. Um, I don't know how much thought went into what we were being shown right now. But what I do know is that, yes, the ears <clears throat> is a part I'm curious about. Now, here, here's what I'm hoping. Honestly, like I, I am not a huge fan of the Joe Chill gun thing. Uh, I like Kevin Smith. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hating on him or anything. I didn't love the, that reveal. It was an, a, a cool idea, and I'm down for it. I'm glad he got to to explore it a little bit. Um, I'm hoping that it's folded up batarangs because what I hope they're doing is I hope they have looked at All Star Batman. Yes. From from Snyder and John Romita Jr. I, dude, I want those ears to be freaking shanks. Goddamn right. I want those to be folded up batterings and the bat symbol. They can just pull out and like whip it up. Dude, that would just be awesome. If like every part of that costume that wasn't defense was, was fully offense. Like just, if it wasn't tech or boom, armor, boom, it's boom. just you can rip this off me as you will and it's still going to hurt you. Absolutely. Yeah, I dig that. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, I'm 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 not a huge fan of the gun thing. I think it's kind of dumb. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just I just do. Uh, the funny thing is to me, like I like the idea of the one gun being melted into the costume. Uh huh. And yet I don't. I think for it to be two guns doesn't make sense. Well, I think the idea is that it would be like I think it's supposed to be like half each. Each side is a I half of the it. gun or something. I, mean, I, I, I get it, but it doesn't work on all cylinders for me. 
Yeah, that was. <laughs> I didn't mean to. My bad. Yeah. I'm not sure I could I could deal with a costume of that caliber. <laughs> that, mm. I mean, I'm I'm happy about what just happened, but I'm also sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Felt on like the other hand, it would be the only way back. All the way around. <laughs> on the other hand, it would be the only way Batman would have a barrel of fun in the thing. Mm, nope, 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 nope. Now you get more points off than me. <laughs> well, look, I just... Look, Dave, the thing you I took a shot and you missed. I got you. Look, the thing I don't like about the gun being behind the symbol, though, mm-hmm. is he's being like so incredibly... Uh, sentimental about it like it's almost like he's lost sight of his mission i would argue that the sentimentality is at the heart of the origin more than any other emotion possible in batman's mythos uh-huh mm-hmm. i just really want to say lose sight <laughs> again <laughs> i don't think that's gonna work uh, you 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 maybe should have taken another moment and you pulled the trigger anyway. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> we need to stop this now. What else you got? Yeah, yeah. We've created a series of bad clips. Mm, no, God damn it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I've also run out of gun parts that I know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's another thing at this point i have to be like i don't think people can handle that and handles just what the fuck are we doing here right i did consider it but you know i think we're looking down the barrel of a very poor decision Mm -hmm. well look in the editing why don't you just put a silencer on me (laughs) because then it'll sound weird I'll have to do overdubs of this is where Dave made a particularly bad pun, and we didn't feel good about mm-hmm. it. I'm fine with it. We were off target. I, oh, I have no shame. We're good. Uh, yeah. If anyone's thinking, fuck us, me too. <laughs> me too. Mm-hmm. All right. Look, uh, so take it with a grain of salt, but Umberto Gonzalez over at The Wrap is saying that sources close to the production uh, or actually, insiders with knowledge of the project, that's the other awesome version of that, says that this movie is going to be exploring Bruce Wayne's second year as the Dark Knight detective. Which, if it's the if it's sort of playing on year two, I guess it would make sense for it to be the Joe Chill gun. Ah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was one of those stories where I saw it. It, mm-hmm. it was sources in the end, and I, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a thought. Could be. I'm not exactly sure what to do with it. But though. I never found anything when I, I I did get a chance to dive into that one for a second, and I never found anything other than sources. Mm-hmm. That's so, right. I don't know. I mean, it's a good guess. It really is a good guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, last piece of actual news here uh, that I'm going to talk about tonight. <laughs> uh, Batman the animated series is returning in comic book form, and it's exciting because it's with Paul Dini. Alan Burnett and Ty Templeton. Sweet. Ty Templeton being, you know, the artist who worked on the old Batman adventures books. And he always did a really great job with it. And, um, I'm excited. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be called Batman. The adventures continue. And here's why I'm really so excited about it. All right. They're going to be building on Lex Luthor and Bruce Wayne's 
relationship building on stuff from the world's finest Superman, Batman crossover episodes. They're bringing in Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. I saw that. They're doing Red Hood. They're bringing in Deathstroke. They're bringing in Azrael. And what's really fun is that they, a few months ago, they announced a continuation of the Batman the animated series action figures called Batman the Adventures Continue. And they, they are tied to this series, but they were doing like Deathstroke, Red Hood, Azrael, and doing them in the Bruce Tim animated series style as if they had been part of the show, uh-huh. which is really cool. One thing they don't mention here, like about this comic though, they've said all of those are coming back. They've said it's tied to those figures, but they've also released an announcement today that they're doing the Batman who laughs. They're going to have a animated series, Batman who laughs action figure. So I'm wondering if they're not going to do Batman Who Laughs in this animated series comic. That, I mean, it, it was only supposed to be, what, a three-parter or something? It was a limited run. It is a six-issue digital first miniseries. Six, okay. Um, mm-hmm. That is a lot to get around to. You could not possibly it, explain to me within the, the, the realms of a normal comic book style page how the mm-hmm. Batman Who Laughs fits into that universe unless you were just really digging in from the front and well, by the, the way same if way you they... do fantastic yes <laughs> yeah i, 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 like I said if... before on the pull list things that the batman who laughs and the metal series in general i think would be best done in an animated format and it should be i i think that's where it would really grow i think that's that's the best mm-hmm. way to portray it and uh fuck yes if it's in bts as well hell yeah yeah. Now look, Paul Dini wrote, fans familiar with the Batman of the new Batman slash Superman adventures will be right up to speed. Alan and I approached the writing with the idea that we were doing the season you might have seen if we had not put the series aside to do Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. And uh, said Alan Burnett said, we're going back to cover certain gaps in the original series, events that didn't have a bearing on the series at the time, but now do. In other words, there will be secret histories that will turn Batman's world upside down, things that no one knew were out there until now. I love it. I'm down, man. Yeah. This, that's awesome. I dig it. And it's uh, the first one is available digitally in April, and then uh, we'll be hitting the comic book shops on May 6th. So I'll get it in May, and we'll deal with it then. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so. that's all. Also, I wanted to hear how they voice Batman Who Laughs. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean, it's literally supposed to be another version of Bruce Wayne. Like, are, are they going to let Conroy uh, go crazy kind of voice? Like, like. Well, it's a comic book. I mean, I know so it's no. a comic book, but like, are they going <laughs> to are they going to give him a different voice in this context? Is what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. Because if you if you're reading the comics as they are, like they're they're written by Scott Snyder. He voices Batman a certain mm-hmm. way. It would be interesting to hear how like Paul Dini's vert. I would like to hear his his take on that verbiage. Is yeah. The only thing I'm actually really hoping for is that they do it in a font that I can read. Unlike <laughs> unlike the Batman who laughs in that. You get used comic. to it after like two pages. My eyes are bleeding, Jason. They're fine. Anyway, uh, we're going to be right metal back. Metal bifocals should be good. <laughs> we're going to run to break and then we're going to come back with your questions. 
Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. And now we are back with your questions. <laughs> Good time. Good time to be back there. Uh-huh. I hope you've rediscovered right. how you want to uh, buy shaving products. Whatever, man. Whatever the fuck was uh, happening right then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No idea. Tim Yoko at Allen Fire on Twitter. This mm-hmm. is the co-host of DC Film Squadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, writes to us and says, would you rather see a Birds of Prey sequel through Warner Brothers Pictures or Warner Max? Are you familiar with with Warner Max? We haven't actually talked about it at all. I have a guess. Uh, Warner Max is the uh, basically the production division for direct to uh, streaming films. Okay, so my guess was good. It's going to be uh, you know l- lower budget, not tentpole films that are going straight to HBO Max. Yeah, and which uh, which franchise did he ask about? Birds of Prey. Would we rather see Birds of Prey through Warner Brothers Pictures or Warner Max? No, I'd rather see that one through pictures just because of the media backlash. But honestly, mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah, I like I said on Twitter, I'm pretty sure my answer is somewhere between or so, somewhere like yes sir, thank you sir. Uh, just whatever. I, Either way, I, feel like I there's going to be already read the clickbait from here about if it goes straight to a streaming service versus anything else. I don't feel like there's going to be any alternative. Like there's, we're going to get clickbait in some way or for some, some. Oh no. Yeah. I know. Fashion. Just, you can, you can already see the headline. Uh, mm-hmm. Birds of prey flops so hard. It has to go straight to streaming this time. You know? Yeah. I'm already so sick of way, that yeah. as a thought, which by the way, mm-hmm. I'm not wrong. I could write you 20 headlines that paraphrase that and 10 of them are going to be verbatim. Yeah, like that is going to be a story people tell, and it's just it's bullshit. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But honestly, I'll take it either way. Yeah, and it would be I'll take a, it either way. It would be a good opportunity to do a Birds of Prey film that focused on something that's not Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. because that would be a realistic way to use that franchise. You've already built them. You're already they're already in, but it it's not they weren't blockbuster numbers. You're not going to pass a billion. So right, take the characters that did really well, which by the way is most of them if not all of them Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, double down, let uh, black canary or huntress or uh, many of the other people who uh, want to film in this thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let them, let them have their film. You know, it'd be my favorite thing. If there was a straight to streaming HBO max movie that was called like uh, birds of prey, black mask Two, And it was just an hour (laughs) of sharks feeding. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking perfect. (laughs) All right, that sort of brings us to uh, J. Scott St. Clair's uh, question here. Which characters who made their big screen debut in Birds of Prey should join Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn in James Gunn's The Suicide Squad? He says, I enjoyed the film, but would love to spend more time with Mary Elizabeth Winstead's Huntress, or was it the crossbow killer? Um, yeah. I mean, Here's I, what I will say. I don't think any are going to. I don't think any will go are, are going to. But um, if anyone, yeah, any, that's right. But anyone from Birds of Prey in the Suicide Squad, I want Zaz. 
<laughs> I think it would be fun to have Harley and Zaz. Zaz obviously having some sort of real issue with Harley and not being able to do anything about it. Maybe he's trying to sabotage her on the slide without getting Waller to detonate the bomb. Blow him up, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think that would be. Um, but he doesn't have, you know, at least in this version, I haven't seen like any uh, real workable skill that they that the squad would need. So, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, not like they're and, gonna. There's no like explosive expert or something. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, of all the things, uh, Montoya probably has the most workable skill. Um, yeah. She's, uh, in certain ways, she effectively is the question. Um, she yeah. has the most deductive skill in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Harley has maybe the most amount of luck. Uh, just, yeah. Like, I mean, that scene where she just throws trash and runs and it all works out. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I do want to see more of Huntress, but I, I would rather just see Huntress in a straight up birds of prey movie no i think that's my secret answer too is i would rather just actually see them featured and uh, mm-hmm. uh secret answer one it's just not going to happen at all but if i had to pick outright mm, tough call wait a second hold on i have something for this and it fits i have a two-faced coin uh lady liberty on one side and damaged lady liberty on the other ready mm-hmm. sure <clears throat> um i'm gonna call damaged lady liberty is huntress and Black Canary it is that I'd rather see. Hmm. Because the coin decided. Right. Because I couldn't. If you if you made me. <laughs> Knife to my yeah. snot bubbled face. Could not make a decision. Yeah. I think I, I I did like uh I did like Black Canary more than Huntress, but I feel like Huntress was the only person who really got a you know, the short shrift in that movie. Honestly, it just depends on which scene I'm thinking about. Yeah. All right. Uh jokes on stew. Over on Twitter, it's all fricky. Mm-hmm. Says uh, Thomas Wayne, mustache or no mustache? Mustache. I'm gonna go mustache with a goatee. I don't mind the goatee. I think we should do go mustache with a goatee. But in in my head, there's so much uh, about Thomas Wayne and and Bruce Wayne that are like clearly, if you saw one, you'd be like, you're Thomas's son, and the other one, you'd be like, you're Bruce's dad. Mm-hmm. That I feel like I I appreciate having the mustache. To, to lean on, be like, yeah, no, no, mm-hmm. that's his dad because that's the mustache. Well, also, I'm not being silly. Here's a weird side take for you, though. Uh huh. When he does matches Malone, he has the mustache, and some part of me thinks that it's like some weird homage to his dad. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe in the, well, at the very least, the, the pre New 52 continuity, matches Malone was just a real dude, and that's how he looked. And that's. Ah, We'll see if that sticks. To me, it's and, just it's going to be a it's going to be a yeah. you know a disguise of his until someone really rocks the boat. Well, what I what I like about Thomas Wayne having a goatee, <laughs> it's not just being me being silly. It's because as Batman, Bruce covers everything but his goatee parts. <laughs> and I like Thomas. <laughs> the I like Thomas being part. like yeah, I, yes. yes, I like the I inverse like image. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> where like you could see someone on the street being like well it can't be a wayne because yeah. the cow doesn't cover that part of his face and wayne's have that goatee right what do you want from me <laughs> that's not true <laughs> i don't know about the I, i'm not making a statement about anyone like making the um making the connection or anything i just like that that little inverse design element i 
I just think it's kind of fun. No, I like it as a thwart. Interesting. I like, I like it as a red herring. I, I like that too. All right. Um, DCU fan fam on Twitter says, uh, the upcoming Justice League Dark, if they do produce movies and TV shows at the same time, how would you like them to be or not to be connected? Different teams, different universes, or all interconnected? I'm going to say, uh, different teams, different universes, and all interconnected because it's a multiverse. It's DC, and that's what DC is. Yeah. We've opened up a door now since... Since, Since crisis, Flash yeah. met Flash. Mm-hmm. We have a window here where if they take advantage, this all can be so fucking cool. I I want I want a Constantine meets Constantine movie. I want uh, Matt Ryan and uh, I'm into it. At least give Keanu me a Reeves where there's, team even up. if you recast Constantine. Uh, well, you know, cast Constantine. Let's be realistic. Even if you cast Constantine as somebody else, um, and we'll discuss it as we get there. I don't I don't have any preferences. I don't care. Um, he doesn't have to look like Sting. You know what I mean? But uh, let's have Sting. Let's have Sting and Matt Ryan and that would kind of be fun. Keanu Reeves, like all team up as Constantine from different realities. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that actually would be fun. But uh, I'm totally down. Sure that could that. be a Warner Max. <laughs> <laughs> you just have that one shit. scene appear on Warner Max, and I'll pay you for it. I think just Keanu Reeves being involved would make Warner Brothers go, oh, no, sweetie, this is a tent pole now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He carried uh, three plotless movies with uh, hundreds of deaths. He, he can carry this, too. Right. Um, yes, I'm talking about John Wick. And yes, I've seen all three now. And yes, I do not understand what happened. I can give you a vague outline. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it later. But the- I knew I could count on you. <laughs> Now, here's the other part. Did I enjoy it? I enjoyed 100%. I just don't know what happened, and I know he killed hundreds of people. <laughs> like so many. And he doesn't just kill people. He kills the fuck out of people. Like, you're getting two in the gut, one in the face, and he turns you around the back and pops one in the back of the brainstem just to make sure and puts you down. You know, weirdly, your gun and moves on may, to the next dude. Weirdly, that has been the most compelling argument for me to watch it now. It's like, nope, don't know what happened. Bunch of people died, though. Like, oh. Okay, so we're talking about John. Uh, the transporter loses a dog. Basically, that's what happened. Okay. Yeah, I've only seen transporter uh, the, the original. And fuck, it was in college, and I don't remember what happened. That's on me. It's that's okay. Not on the film. You don't need. You don't need to know. It was absolutely on the film. Do not <laughs> belittle yourself. No, I assure you, I was I don't not think in a good w- state when I watched it because I know. And I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. I was in a fine state when I watched the first three, and those are all the ones I saw, and my God. Yeah, I had a similar feeling. That, I, like, I walked away and be like, I think I could describe what's happened over three films. But if you ask me for plot mm-hmm. points and act breaks on the first three, I would be a little bit at a loss. I'm sorry. Um, you know, I, I, would, <laughs> I would say, you know, just skip the Transporter movies, go straight to Crank. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear that. I'm, I'm saying with John Wick, that's how I describe it as well. It's like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Many shots were fired. Uh-huh. People died. Anyway. All right. So that's a whole other conversation. Um, mm-hmm. The weirdest part is how I, I really enjoyed myself. It was, it's like smiling for 90 minutes and not knowing why you're smiling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> but where did I get to this comp- part of the conversation? I don't remember. That's the question. What was the question we were asked? It'll jog my memory. The opening, uh, sorry, the upcoming Justice League Dark, if they produce movies and TV shows at the same time, how would you like them to be or not be connected? Ah, yes. 
All right. So we got into counter reeves in general, and that sounds fantastic because mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry to admit this. I know, you know, there's a recent thing about uh, DC f- uh, fandom and unpopular opinions, but eh, that movie wasn't really that bad. Um, well, Constantine? No. Yeah. It's, I liked the movie. Sorry. It was all right. I liked Tilda Had a Swinton. lot of really good acting in it. Had some scenes in there that I still remember. Mm-hmm. That scene when he's being lifted up to heaven, he just flicks the guy off. Just fantastic. Yes, that was fantastic. Absolutely. <sighs> so good. Um, So very Constantine. But, so, um, short answer is, I don't know, man, all of them. Uh, long answer is, yeah, we, we've, we have an opportunity here where, and apparently it came from the top down. Where Warner Brothers called and said, hey, can you still get us into this crisis event? Mm-hmm. And uh, Guggenheim said, I don't care if I have to employ a four-year-old child to hold the camera. We're going to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And they made it happen. And it was glorious. And it was. Uh, yeah, it, it, you have a chance. You have a chance to like, you can you can make that just a sidebar that every now and then some stuff is going to happen that's part of a multiverse. And maybe you resolve mm-hmm. that later. Maybe you don't. I don't care. Maybe it's just a thing that happens every once in a while where, like, somebody, I don't know, possibly a magician, yeah. pops into the multiverse and finds other versions of people. And, and by the way, I have a theory. Um, <laughs> I can't say that now without hearing Buffy. I have a theory that it's a demon. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's more with feeling, y'all? But um, wasn't. Yeah. I have a theory that they now, because of the crisis situation, because of what happened in crisis and that. They have actively stated that Jim Lee and company have a plan. I now believe wholeheartedly with very little evidence to support my belief. Like that's why they call it faith. That's why they call it faith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe all these separate little movies that they're planning outside of the DCEU canon are for an eventual lead up to some sort of cinematic crisis. It's... It's cliche to just run the X-Files music behind you when you say that. But I want to believe it too. <laughs> I do. I really do. And there's a chance. You can make it happen. You can make it work. I, like, mm-hmm. I, I know Jeff Bar, uh, Jeff Johns has been sidebarred a little bit. Um, it, it, I say that. That's bad phrasing given some of the commentary. Um, he has a thing he's working on, Mad Ghost or something like that. Well, that's his production company. Um, that's some of primarily what he's invested in, but anyway, you have him still at your disposal and he is Mm -hmm. of all people, the one that, and I'm sorry, another unpopular opinion that you and I Mm -hmm. both possess. Yeah. I still believe and trust in what he can do with the DC universe because he's proven it to me over and over again. That's right. Yeah. You don't, I, no one's going to agree with everybody's take. No one's going to agree with everybody's turn. And I know there's some differences between him and Snyder and we can talk about those, but Overall, this guy has a great grasp on what that universe is capable of. And if you mm-hmm. if you gave him the chance, and honestly, if you gave other people the chance too, so don't pin this on John's, you give other people a chance as well, they can make this happen. But there is a chance here. We have a, we have a mm-hmm. moment where you can make what you're saying happen, and I want it. Yeah. So, altogether, Justice League Dark, I don't know where it fits in. I don't really, I mean, to some extent, don't care. I just... We'll be happy to see a good movie when it happens, if it happens. But the tie-in possibilities, oh, literally endless right now. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think we just have to, like, it, there's no movement to flood Hamada's inbox right now with, please give us the multiverse. But there should be. There fucking should be. Yeah, I agree with that, too. <laughs> Brooklyn Batman on Twitter asks, do you, you Brooklyn believe... Batman? Brooklyn 
Brooklyn Sorry? Batman. Sorry, couldn't hear you completely. Brooklyn Batman on Twitter. Do you believe these Aquaman versus Wonder Woman rumors happening in the Flashpoint movie? Well, not necessarily, but they would be stupid not to do it. Yes and no. I saw the uh, previously named Alberto Gonzalez crying out that sources said that was absolutely not a thing they were considering <clears throat> at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I say know. it would be stupid not to do it because Aquaman and Wonder Woman are their two most successful franchises at the moment. Oh, yeah. Numerically, they're, In the DCEU. Yeah. they're at the top at the moment. Um, now, I'm not saying it should dominate the entire movie. I'm, you know, I'm saying we should maybe do it uh, maybe as much as they did it in the animated Flashpoint Paradox film. But um, yeah, just uh, yeah, they should be involved. A little backup. And I wouldn't mind seeing the story way. at all, but I also, you haven't, to me, built in anything along the idea that those two are going to be, uh, there's no animosity between those characters right now. Well, no, not right now, but this would be in the Flashpoint universe after Barry saves his mother. And just like in Flashpoint, Aquaman and Wonder Woman and the Atlanteans and the Amazonians would be at war and destroying everything. Yeah. No, I, I, I get that. I'm so. just saying that if it if it happens... Um, and, and it's built into that context. Great. If they're just using two franchises to butt heads. No, Mm -hmm. don't don't just do that. Yeah. Don't just do BVS again. Don't do, you know, Aquaman versus Wonder Woman. Like pulling the trigger too hard on two people that you didn't build that in necessarily. You tried to like, but we have had, it could be argued that we have had substantial buildup now that Flash, Aquaman and Wonder Woman have all worked together in Justice League. Uh, Aquaman has had his own movie. Wonder Woman would will at this point had two two of her own movies and two team up movies. So, I mean, if you do it as a sidebar, and oh my god, and if they do Flashpoint and they wanted to do this version of it, they could have the, all the kids from Shazam in it. They could <laughs> they could have Captain Thunder. They could do all the things, man. All, all doable. The, all doable. Um, all the pertinent things could be a lot to ask from a two-hour movie. It it was a lot to ask from like a ninety-minute movie, but they did it well. I I mean I saw it. I agree. Yes, I want I want dude from Walking Dead back. I want I want Negan back as as I can never remember Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I want him back yeah. as Thomas Wayne. Oh yeah, that would be a good way to not have to deal with Affleck. You don't have to deal with bringing him back. You don't have to deal with Amber Heard bringing her back because Wonder Woman beheads beheads her, you know. Uh, oh, shit, you're right. In, in the Flashpoint storyline. So, yeah. you know, Amber Heard and her weird domestic abuse ass can just stay out of this one. <laughs> that whatever story that we none of us want to deal with can just go. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they're foolish if <laughs> they don't like do. You're, listen, you're looking at all the gossip and uh, gossip and gossip. God damn it. And, and you, 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 like, I don't know who, I don't know who I'm more disappointed by. Yeah. Uh, look, man, if, uh, based on everything I've seen, mm-hmm. I'd be fine if we never saw Amber Heard again. Let's just recast Mira all together. <laughs> just leave it at that. <laughs> Move on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't need to deal with her anymore. That's fine. Yeah. They had good, they had good chemistry, but yeah, if I'm being honest between justice league and Aquaman, we have two completely different takes on that character. Yeah. And they were both played by Amber Heard. So, and if you were going to do it, um, I don't know. And like I said, having opened the crisis door, mm-hmm. having explored the multiverse, mm-hmm. eh, you can kind of just come back and do whatever you want. If you do it right. 
Yeah. And it'll work out. I mean, honestly, if you if we went through the crisis door and came back after a Flashpoint movie that didn't include every all the characters, that maybe it, let's just say it's just Flash based. Mm-hmm. Just a Flashpoint movie about his experience in that. Maybe a couple of cameos here and there, whatever. But nothing really focusing on like an Aquaman, Wonder Woman. Uh, I'm sorry, an Atlantis, the Mascara War, or any of the other stuff. Uh huh. Let's say you just made a Flash movie, Flashpoint, mm-hmm. all that, but you included the idea of the multiverse. You could literally mm-hmm. come back right now with whatever the fuck else you felt like coming back with. It could be Henry Cavill standing next to Robert Pattinson and just being like, well, no, this is what survived. This right. is the new version. And uh, narratively, would have nothing to mm-hmm. say. You've given me something. It all works on paper. Do what you do, buddy. And we just have to all be like, well, Ben Affleck was lost to the multiverse. What do you want to do? Crisis. Yeah. Shit. It's Pattinson Got now. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it is yeah I don't know they could go a lot of different ways with it uh, but honestly I think if they don't do Aquaman versus Wonder Woman at some capacity in Flashpoint they're they're being stupid just my two cents it's cinematically it's it could be a lot of fun it could it, be it Justice would, League 1.5 yeah it, the, my only problem with it is it would take a lot of time to have some build up to make it make sense on screen and Ultimately, the payoff is it just kind of goes away. It doesn't. Yeah. It's not the it's major takeaway of that book. Mm-hmm. So it would be one of those things where like if they explored it, that'd be fine. But I would I would be okay with like 15 seconds of it and move on. I don't know about 15 seconds. A couple minutes. I don't know. I, I'd be okay with mm. just kind of glancing at it, giving us a moment of, oh, shit got real weird. Right. And then just going on to another thing. I, I think Aquaman and Wonder Woman fighting should be the big second act now followed by followed by i mean i would probably just straight up do a version of the the flashpoint paradox animated film like i would want emaciated uh, you'd have to build uh, in cavill momoa's aquaman and godot's wonder woman having beef and there's both of them are super understanding characters history lesson man history lesson it's all you need it's going to be Quick there because lesson. it's a superhero film, and that's what we do. You're going to have a, a crane shot roundhouse history lesson. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I, I The right story, I could buy anything, but my gut's I mean, telling it, me that would be a lot to choke down for an especially, entire act. Especially when you consider how much time was wasted in the animated Flashpoint Paradox film. Mm-hmm. All that bullshit at, up, up front with Mirror Master and whoever else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And where they established the Justice League, you wouldn't have to do that now. You could literally just have Barry and Victor screwing around with shit. You could literally just have, and by the way, it wouldn't be 90 minutes. Let's, we would, I, I would assume that if they did a Flash movie, it would probably be, or it could at least be two, two and a half hours. So you're already cutting out a chunk of the animated film. You could just, you could add in so much more depth, more about his mom, more about Reverse Flash, because. Reverse Flash and the end of that universe is really what you want to see there. You want to see Thomas Wayne. You want a little bit more with, with Martha being the Joker, I would say. Uh, but, you know, with emphasis on on on, on Barry. So I, I think it's Actually, completely here's, doable. Here's a fun idea. Mm-hmm. Bear with me. Um, mm-hmm. Always. The first... You don't. You don't always bear with me. Sometimes you're fucking done with me. No. <laughs> But bear with I me always right now. bear with you. Even when I am done with you, I bear with you and go, uh-huh. You do hang in there. Um, <laughs> I hang in. But I bear. imagine this version. It's uh, Cyborg and Flash fucking around. Uh-huh. It gets weird. 
we go into the second act, where some of the culmination is the invasion of Darkseid and the Omega, <laughs> the Omega symbol, the parademons, the whole thing, uh-huh. and that's the callback to the uh, the Dark Universe, the uh, the Nightmare Batman that we saw in BVS. Uh huh. You see that, including Flash trying to call back and and correct it, but he can't. Mm hmm. All that happens while Aquaman and Wonder Woman are fighting each other because that's why Batman doesn't have any help while he's trying to chase this shit down. And then you get to another mm-hmm. version of the universe afterward where they fix all that. And yes, sacrifices had to be made and recasting happened in the meantime. Mm. Thoughts? I think it could hold together. It could hold together. I think it could. Um, I think them doing that is completely dependent upon whether Warner Max... Uh, and or any, or it, I think it depends on Snyder Cut stuff. I think it, because let, let's be honest here. The majority of, or like a huge chunk of Batman v Superman's budget was from a previous Batman v Superman movie that like Wolfgang Peterson was making, as I understand it. Uh, a huge chunk of the Justice League movie had previous iterations with George Miller in, in, in the work. So a huge chunk of that budget. There were chunks. Is but I'm part of what that reported. 40%. Um, well, you know, George Miller, they actually had costumes and set locations and shit. They had actors in place. I know there was a, there was a whole plan, but, um, so I, it's not, it would not cost as much as purported for Zack Snyder to have made those, those movies. I would also argue that as crazy as anything I just said sounds, it doesn't put a cap on it. It opens the door to the Snyder cut. It does. Much like anything else Um, we've discussed about the multiverse right now is the open door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the Snyder Cut and to I, walk through, if it's going to exist I, at all on screen. I'm not going to say it's going to happen. I'm not saying that we know for certain anything, because we don't. If negotiations have taken place, if, you know, which I believe they have for to some degree, but if they did release the Snyder Cut on HBO Max mm-hmm. through Warner Max, and it did well, we know we already know Zack Snyder's working on a on a movie for Netflix. We know the man can do a budgeted movie. I don't see any reason he couldn't continue his his story in some capacity and round it out, finish it up because Warner Brothers knows us what the Snyder Cut fans want. Um, yeah, the budget part would be getting <laughs> some of the even some of the original actors to to be on screen because it's I think be like they I think they million just think, to have them there. Yes, but I think they all would for Zack. I honestly do. I I actually do too. I think you might be able to cut it down to twenty five just to have them there, but not. I think for they like would take a major thing. pay cut. Right. I mean, if they if I think if Snyder cut did well enough, they he could probably negotiate and get the rest of of his arc done. Yeah. Which it was I, only like a four or five movie arc. Anyway, I do think so. their best bet is asking the actors to take a cut to make what uh-huh. they need to happen and promise mm-hmm. them that uh, you will not have to do this going forward. Right. Like, Ben, you're like 47 years old. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, am, I, am I around the right age, your guess? He's old. I mean... I think he's late 40s. He's, he's about to be 50, I think. I mean, we're, we're no spring chickens. I'm not trying to pick on anybody. I'm just saying it gets hard to keep that that physique. Yeah, no. He's 47. age. Fuck, I guessed yeah. that right, outright. That's fantastic. Yeah, he did. I'm going to ride that high for a while. All right. Well, I'm I'm happy for you. <laughs> Super happy about that. But but yeah, yeah. Nothing against think... him. It's just hard to do that for that long. I mean, it, it takes more and more work, like a, a nearly exponential amount of work to get that back. And eventually you don't, which is why I call it an exponential. You hit a mm-hmm. wall. Um, I mean, 
They have an opportunity I, with it's asking they, a lot. They, they 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 absolutely and legitimately have an opportunity here with Warner Max and HBO Max to release the original the original uh, vision of Zack Snyder, the original vision of David Ayer, and those are visions that the general audience are not going to cop to necessarily, but the fans will love. No, if it goes to HBO uh, Max, they don't fucking have to. We're yeah. already getting your money on a subscription subscription basis, and that's something exactly. you can use as a tentpole for your subscription. Exactly. There are enough and it's people all part that of the want it that so. you're going to get a bump in your numbers even if somebody like bounces on it next week. Also, I mean, and let's let's be fair. So HBO Max is—they're not going to. They, yeah, like HBO Max has friends. General audience achieved. They're not <laughs> you're fine. I mean, it, at the very least, if all you are is a DC fan, you're probably already enjoying, uh, you know, Titans, Doom Patrol. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. God help you if you, swap, if you involve Swamp Thing. I'm, I, I'm sorry, and please explain it to me. Um, meantime, <laughs> Harley the Animated Series made me cry last week. Like, straight sobbed. Bald. Uh-huh. Didn't see that coming. Didn't seem like the show that was capable of it, but fuck, they got me. There's a lot of heart. There's a lot of shows and what they're doing right now in DC Universe. That they could fold right the fuck in, and it would be like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm already here. You can have my money instead. Yeah. And then if you add this on top of it, oh man, it would be totally worth the value of it. And uh, there's a there's an opportunity with the multiverse. There's an opportunity with the streaming service. There's an opportunity with if your goal is to just do, we're just going to try to wrap this story up. And even if you even if it was one of those things where it's like the roles were truncated. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we know it's all set in a certain format, but the on-screen time is a little bit limited. Like, you had to make that part of the deal. Yeah, you could, yeah. You could probably make that part of the deal and still make it work. Snyder's not a bad storyteller by any stretch. He could probably make that work. Mm-hmm. What are you looking up? What am I looking up? Mm-hmm. Oh, nothing. Mm. Okay. You had I mean, I was, something but... up in the background voice. <laughs> No, we've we've had some internet issues, so I was just seeing if it was back oh, up. Oh, just not. double check. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to rest there for the moment with the Snyder cut. Yeah, I'm good. We it's, are not going to. It's the because... widest berth we've had so far to make it happen. Yeah, uh, Matthew Salvatore though on Twitter asks, "Why do you think? Or sorry, why do you? Well, yeah, why do you think WB has not addressed?" the Snyder cut in any official way. If WB isn't going to release it, why not make an official, uh, an official statement saying that they are not going to release the Snyder cut. Thanks guys. As always love the show. Thank you, man. I have um, an answer for this. I well, I would say why it, it goes both ways. You know, if they are going to re- release it, why haven't they announced it already? They're they've got their reasons. They've got their numbers. They don't want to like either. They're still in negotiation, or they've got a marketing plan and they're amping up uh, um, some sort of. Look, so I saw someone who mentioned that they might be waiting for a certain tentpole event, like a certain date, like Zack Snyder's birthday, which is coming up, I think, in in March. I think maybe even March first, or it might be some other big tentpole, like uh, March sixteenth, BVS date, or whatever. You know, those aren't uh, tentpoles. That's not. They don't care. It is for it is it is for Snyder cut fans. For yeah, Snyder that, that, fans, those I'm dates sorry. mean something. I am sorry. Those dates are not tent poles. It's just not. Well, that just seems like an arbitrary argument on your part. No, no, the no, the, the no one has ever released. No, I'm, that's that's reaching too far. 
I don't know. It's not reaching. It's just You're like right. how I'm, no, November seventeenth it that a, a certain way. It's just like November seventeenth was the release date for Justice League, and that's when the Snyder Cut fans did put all pulled out all the stops, and Ben and and Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa, and all these people tweeted about release of Snyder Cut. Like it was a specific date that meant something to the fan base. Mm-hmm. That was purposefully there to get because it was on fans' minds and get them tweeting. That that is a tentpole date. The release date yeah. of the actual movie. Like mm-hmm. even even the stuff this last week. I mean, I really don't uh, wet blanket mode again. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't mean anything by it. As far as uh, like, I'm happy to see the excitement for it, and I want it to. But the date that matches the runtime of the movie, not a tentpole thing. You're not like that's not what Warner Brothers a thing that has existed for 70 years beyond anything that was part of these movies uh, gives a shit about, I'm sorry. It's, it's not there yet, but that it's not nothing. Um, on the one hand, I don't think that date is going to be something they're just going to wait for and, and have in their pocket. Here's where I get less blankety mm-hmm. or maybe less wet blanket and more like a warm blankety, not a warm blanket, mm. a normal temperature blanket. <laughs> Just say the thing. That's not damp. Um, <laughs> I don't care about your blanket. It's not damp that? and Just... doesn't prune you in 20 minutes or less. Uh-huh. I, I don't think they're waiting for something. I, I think if there are two options, either it's uh-huh. never going to be released, in which case all of this is for naught. You have to admit, mm-hmm. I don't I don't care how much you believe, you have to admit that is an option. I don't care if you think it's 0.0001. You have to admit that's an option. Mm-hmm. In that case, it does them 0% good to admit the, that it even exists. 0% good, by the way. I mean, functionally, for them as a company, practically, <clears throat> mm-hmm. it would hinder them. It would hurt them. They would have to spend resources on it. They'd have to spend money on it to fight the idea that, oh, yeah, we admitted it exists. And now we have to uh, combat the idea. Because, by the way, the it has been a very persistent campaign to have it out there and i feel like i have to say this every four sentences because i'm so fucking downer on the whole thing i want it too i just haven't seen the signs yet that point me to fucking bethlehem i'm not there like we're it's it's not there for me but but you're right though warner brothers is going to look at the numbers and say this does us no good to say it now this does no good to say this no good to say that it exists until they plan to release it you're never you going to get to an put admission. A gate. Yeah. You have to put a gate on your information yeah, and let it leak out as it can. Here's one guarantee I'll give you. And if I'm wrong, fucking I'll find a hat and eat it. I have my fucking word. I won't need a crow because that sounds nasty as shit. That mm-hmm. if it happens, you know, you can make crow sounds while I eat a hat. If, that makes <laughs> any better. if it happens. Hor- horrific, painful crow sounds. Oh, yeah. I want you to really play it up. Really, go go to the nines for it. Uh-huh. If it happens, it will happen in one fell swoop. You will mm-hmm. hear about the release date and the fact that it exists, I think, in the same time frame, like the same 48 hours. But you're not going to yeah. hear that it exists. But, but I don't think you're going to get any better than, like, like seriously, even the residual, like the percentage of the, the costs of all the uh, Justice League Snyder Cut uh, apparel has raised tens of thousands of dollars for suicide uh, prevention. Uh-huh. Uh, which, by the way, fucking, I don't care how much I disagree with whether this is going to happen. Goddamn good on you all. 
for that's <laughs> a, a, a fucking great cause and so happy everyone bought a shirt and I should too just for that. Also because I really do want the cut. Um I just didn't actually catch that that sweater was out there. I probably would have grabbed it too, honestly. But I didn't see it honestly until you uh, posted it at some point. But mm-hmm. even if it's there, you're not going to hear about it until it's a a, a full swing. Could uh, 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 what's the phrase? And ah, uh, oh, shit, I use this phrase all the time and I've forgotten it now. Um, fait accompli. Uh, that thing that uh, Alfred yells at Bruce for uh, using in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Don't use French at me, sir. Um, it's it's either going to be that or. If it's literally like there could be a DVD copy sitting on Hamada's desk with a note, like a little sticky note that just is a big question mark on it. And and that's where it's going to sit. And then eventually if we get it, it's just going to be all, all at once. Like this is and this is the hard. <laughs> this is where I sit, which is the hard ground where I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, there is no proof. And yet if I'm wrong, I'm going to be wrong all at once. And I'm going to be called a fucking idiot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The entire time for having no faith. I know what my future is if this turns a certain way. Well, I don't think you'll be called an idiot. I think everyone who cares what you have to say actually cares about you. So I don't believe that's yeah. true for a second. I will be called a goddamn fool. <laughs> I'm trying to make you feel better for, for not having me. faith in the whole thing. And uh, it, it, I, I just think it is. that That's my big bet is if it does happen, it's going to happen all at once. You're not going to get a little piece of it. You're not going to get it exists, but you're, it's just going to all happen at once. And I think if it happens I, I at think, all, it's going to happen as a result of the multiverse, as a, as a result of HBO streaming. Um, hmm. I, I think the pieces are finally pa- falling into place, but mm-hmm. yeah, we're not there yet. I, I think there will be an announcement soon. I do think that, you know, it'll probably be March or April, but primarily because HBO Max la- launches in May. And, uh, you know, we there are a couple of Snyder, Zack Snyder dates, like his birthday or the original release date for BVS. Um, when we know that the release the Snyder Cut hashtag is going to be prevalent on Twitter anyway, it's going to there's going to be a concerted marketing push if that's what happens. I do believe that's because true, no way are they going to like release Zach it. Snyder's birthday. I think it's going to have something to do with the release date if they do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but honestly, it, though, there are so many people that are pushing the Snyder Cut, and I mean, man, I I I really am rooting for you, and I'm glad the community exists in general. Because it's really fun to see something uh, develop out of nothing so far. Mm-hmm. That's that into, uh, I don't know, I, it, it's it's unique to me. And I appreciate it in a certain way. Yeah. But if you're Warner Brothers and you release this thing and you just do it flippantly and don't use any of the pushes that you could use to galvanize the release the Snyder Cut fan base, you're a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. The reason the reason the movement exists is because they were a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, there are fine points we've gone into it for, but y- y- you can't double down on the idiocy right now. You use the movement, use the poll, use all the trending. Like, they can literally get this thing trending on Twitter right now. Oh yeah. When they come yeah. together, it can. Oh mm-hmm. man, it's it's a whole movement. It happens. It'd be insane yeah. not to move, not to use that. Hamada's not that stupid. I don't think. I think no, he is like think the so. great hope of where this might finally <laughs> finally culminate. You know, I'm I'm kind of out of the uh, proclaiming any any uh, executive 
the great hope of DC. Right. I, I every time we do, it winds up biting us in the ass. You know what? I don't think I've ever really done it, and I'm only doing it juxtaposed to Sujihara, who decided that fully an hour and some change of no, an hour and a half and some change of the two movies he had seen needed to be cut and redone. Oh look, man! I mean, a few years ago, fuck that guy. You could still, you could still go back and hear us talking about Sujihara saying all the right stuff. I know. This is the hope. And then, you know, a few years later, is screw Sujihara and Diane Nelson, man. Jeff Johns, though. Jeff Johns is the hope. And now it's like, well, you can't say that. <laughs> no, we've we've never balked on Jeff Johns being someone that we trust we, in stories. We we haven't, but, you know, it's bitten us in the ass just because the fan base, I know. the Snyder fan base hates him so much. Yeah, I think that's unwarranted. I don't like they disagreed with where the stories were supposed to go, but I don't think it mattered in the way that it it came across. I think it yeah, was. Yeah, I mean, I know what our yeah, I know what our what our thoughts are. Yeah, everybody um, who listens to our show knows. <laughs> here's the thing that cracks me up, though. Listening, I haven't listened back, but remembering back, um, <laughs> there's too many fucking episodes. I'm sorry. Um, we. Mm-hmm. At some point when Sujiara was saying the right things about like, oh, we've shown BBS to people and they're standing up. And uh, like, even same thing later when they were like, oh, we've shown people, shown people Justice League and the executives are clapping in their seats and we're just so happy with it. Like a month later, we were both sitting there in awe where it was like, and the runtime's going to be shorter than expected. Uh-huh. And super confused about the whole thing. And then in retrospect, when it turned out it was Sujihara, we're like, oh yeah, you're, you're the, you're the thing. You're the variable. Mm-hmm. One of, yeah. You're the part we don't trust. All right. Well, in retrospect, mm-hmm. because Brent from Fans Without Borders and uh, Marvel Squadcast, because he hates the Snyder Cut stuff so much, I should have placed his questions before all that. I like where this is heading. This sounds... But I didn't. <laughs> so I'm sorry, uh, Brent. Because fuck narrative. Um, Let's do this. What do we got? <laughs> Brent says... Your love for, for Kyle Rayner, who is obviously the best Green Lantern. That's wow. what he wants us to talk about. He's my favorite. And he also wants us... By a long shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I grew up with, with Kyle Rayner. I was aware of Hal Jordan. So, But when I got into DC Hard, like, you know, when I expanded past Batman. Um, yeah. Yeah. Everybody has their entrance pro- point. And then they, yeah. And then there's a whole universe. For, yeah. My entrance point for the... Ex- Expanded DC universe beyond Batman. Well, to be fair, my my first real entrance was totally Hal Jordan and Barry Allen. It was I've got the book right here sitting on top of my external hard drive, The Lunar Invaders, Justice League of America, and uh, is it was one of those books that had a tape with it, but we never had the tape. We got it from uh, I think uh, somebody, some friend of the family or something, but. That was my extended, like, oh, look, there's a whole bunch of different characters together. But when I really got into the books, it was Grant Morrison's JLA. So at that point, Kyle Rayner was Green Lantern. Wally West was The Flash. They are, for all intents and purposes, who I think of first when I think of Green Lantern and Flash. And, uh, you know, I really love the idea of of a comic book artist uh, uh, having the Green Lantern ring. I think it's a lot of fun. I like Kyle Rayner. Uh, I like his personality more than, more than Hal's. I think like he, he's way more relatable. Yeah. More of the everyman. But I think, you know, because, you know, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a comic book artist. 
Sure. So I, I, I sort of plugged into that a lot. And, um, you know, honestly for me with Kyle, it, I, I came in rather traditionally as far as like mm-hmm. thinking of Hal first. And then, uh, John Stewart for me was like the second one that I got really familiar with because the animated series and justice league and everything. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Kyle's the one where, when I found him, I was like, Oh fuck, some just fucking dude got a ring. Mm-hmm. Like that's the tone of it to me is some rando was handed a league and uh, like a, a league position and a ring. And they were like, Oh, by the way, you're holding the most powerful weapon in the universe. I'm sorry. What now? Yeah. What am I supposed to do with that? Um, there's a gang of Tamarians that have uh, decided to invade this sector. And uh, that's on you. What now? Why? What? Hold on. Yeah. I always love that taking a back aspect of him. Like he's always just trying to be because that to me feels so relatable. It's like just fucking you're trying to be your best self. But God damn it. Are you serious? What am I supposed to be doing again? Eating correctly and working yeah. out four times a week minimum? Fuck. And I also love that he's, you know, he does have this great power, this crazy power. And he's still afraid of Batman. Yes. Yeah. I've always <laughs> loved every beat of that. What Every time he comes in, in contact with Batman, you can just see his ring shrink a little bit almost. <laughs> yeah. I just don't like yeah. that guy. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I, I, man, I used to have this badass poster of, uh, of, uh, of Kyle as Green Lantern as drawn by Jim Lee. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know what happened to it. It got lost in a move or something. And I've always been sad about that. Ever since I lost it, I was like, wait, where is it? Yeah. Something always gets lost. No. I don't care how carefully you pack. You could do it alphanumerically and, uh, using an Excel sheet and you're still going to lose like 1% of the stuff. You mm-hmm. thought you owned going to the next house. It's just a fact of life. Yeah, and it sucks. It it's floating out there in the ether somewhere with my uh, Alex Ross, Hal, and Barry Brave and the Bold poster, yeah. and somewhere with my uh, Flash T-shirt that uh, had the symbol on it and stuff. Like, I, who knows? I think what it's, I think it. it's I like know. a pocket in the universe where it's next to like a drop token in an arcade where you could swear you had twenty five more cents in your pocket. Yeah. You always lose like four or five things, and they're always like things that this don't, don't they don't make sense. Like how they wouldn't have been together. Yeah, yeah. In a box, and then when you packed them, they would have all been packed at the same time. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't have just gone rogue and left that on there, and come back and packed it later in some other fucking box. Like they would have all been in the same place. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So yeah, that's my. Uh, that, and then there's that time spiel. where like you you get there and you realize that like your wife's not there and and. You think, oh, I just misplaced it. And the police are like, that's a murder. Right. You did a murder. <laughs> I like Kyle That's Rader. how that shakes out. <laughs> Brent also wants to know, uh, or wants us to talk about how awesome Alice is on Bat- Alan Batwoman. I have really enjoyed her. She's fun. I'm three uh, weeks behind, though, at the moment. Ooh, three weeks behind. I think, it, I think that only makes me two episodes behind. Yeah, because they took off some time. Maybe four weeks. Yeah, but I think I'm only two episodes behind, but um, but I am behind. I'm I'm behind. I do enjoy her. I do enjoy her. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Like I like. Have you gotten to Beth yet? Uh, have you seen anything post crisis? Like literally only briefly. Okay. Yes. I I like one moment. I yeah. I think uh, Rachel Scarston is doing a really good job of playing Alice and Beth, mm-hmm. and um, really showing some range there. 
What was weird is uh, my wife rewatched Birds of Prey and everything Rachel Scarson did. I was just like, oh my God, it's Alice. It's so weird. Like she's got all the same tics. Um, <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> and uh, because, you know, she was Dinah on that show. And um, I was just like, I just kept seeing crazy eyes. <laughs> mm. But but not as Beth, though, which is weird. So um, I, I have enjoyed it. I think I'm one behind now. Um but I think she's good so far. I think she's a lot of fun. I've enjoyed her. Um, and you may be about to say this, but Ryan Hulsman asked something similar. Oh, I didn't see what Ryan said. Um, he he said something about the uh, the Beth and the Alice characters aren't supposed to be able to coexist. Uh huh. Which um, and he called bullshit on in a post crisis universe, and uh, I have to agree. I haven't gotten to see it to see if there's any nuances. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, first take. I have to agree that that sounds a little bullshitty. Um, well, I don't. There were remnants. There are always remnants from the crises, crises, yeah. Yeah. whatever. Uh, where two people, two of the same people exist. Uh, so I don't. It doesn't bother me. They're doing their own take on it. And also, um, I could get into spoilers, but uh, it looks like there's something going on where they can't be near each other from what I remember, or they like both get terrible headaches and like, I don't know if there's some sort of like frequency thing or like, I don't know what's going on. Some kind of matter, 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 matter kind of thing. Or if the universe is trying to course correct and get rid of one of them or merge the two, I don't know, but there, there is something going on there. Possible. Um, The only, uh, like the, the thing that Ryan brought up that, and I again, I haven't got to see it, but uh, the the idea that they can't coexist, you know, the idea was that Ollie said all that right, that anyone who's still here can kind of coexist. You know, there's still going to be good and evil or whatever, but the multiple people and all that are, are supposed to be able to be there. And if it's just a matter of like, on this show, there's a doppelganger from another universe but it's not a thing we're going to explore on the other shows, that'll be a little bit problematic. Not the end of the world, especially if they have a good explanation, but it could be problematic. Well, there's a bunch of stuff on the other shows that they're saying, like, that we know is not true. Like, they're like, oh, we're the only Earth now. We're the only universe. We know that's not true. Uh, You know, stuff... They don't, though, which I I can give them that. Right, like you can't trust the 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 absolute facts that the characters on these shows are stating because they don't know. <laughs> they have a vibe at full power again, so. Uh, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He, uh, you know, they they have said that they are, uh, you know, have scanned uh, the other frequencies or whatever, and they can't find any other universes or whatever. But we, but we, I don't know how far you've gotten on Flash. Too bad. Two behind? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> I'll survive. I mean, we act. Uh, I'll just say it. I don't care. We I, actively have. I'll make it. Yeah, we actively have Nash Wells seeing Harry Wells pop up and then oh, disappear. Sweet. So there's the multiverse is there. Now I don't. I don't know if somehow you know Harry saved it or and kind of put them in their own little pocket. Didn't multiverse. Who knows what they literally called time remnants. Well, they have time remnants, but not like oh, multiverse no, was, remnants. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> time remnants were legends. It's the same universe. I don't give a shit. I mean, I know, but that's where they focused on the... the okay, the idea that uh, time 
for it to be a paradox, it had to submit. You could intervene before that. Yeah. So there being some kind of cementation period is, uh, you know, I can deal with that. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's obviously something that's going on. Again, I've talked myself outside of the knowledge the subject that I was initially very reluctant about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A theme. Got, got to be some reason that all the universes have been destroyed except the DCEU wasn't. It's doing it around. Well, also the entire DC streaming and everything else. But Yeah, I mean, and you know that there was like that little slight moment where like Clark looked like he knew what the crisis was. Like, oh yeah, I've dealt with that. Like it's from Smallville because in Smallville season 11 in the, in the books, they basically did, they basically did crisis on infinite earths. <laughs> you so. say that you say that but that was one of those moments of uh, in tom willing's acting where you look at him and he seems intractable uh, like mm-hmm. i can't tell if he knows everything about possible universes or nothing because it could be the same look on his face it could be and i but, appreciate you know about i appreciate it about him but like he doesn't tip his hand but I don't know. I mean, if you asked me to, if you told me what was happening in that scene and told me both were real and I got uh-huh. to live two realities, I would, I would watch the scene and be like, yeah, you did a great job either way. Yeah. I, I think crisis on infinite earth always happens somewhere across the multiverse. Obviously like they literally like went, like appeared in a different crisis on infinite earths and, uh, in the comic books, uh, tie in to the Crisis on Infinite Earth show, they like went to the actual comic book crisis from the eighties. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I don't know. I think it's all crazy, and uh, it everything's a hundred percent probable, as the uh, Everett Wheeler model would suggest. No, and uh, I don't think you can have actual. All right, to me, my understanding of the idea of the multiverse, I don't think you can have multiple versions of an infinite crisis, but. Except it happened. Yeah. In the canon, it happened. They literally went from one crisis on Infinite Earths to a different crisis on Infinite Earths. I know, but there was a slightly in, in different the explanation books. for how it was happening. Eh. Phantom Stranger was like, oh yeah, this shit's happening over here too. Like, yeah, no. Literally ha- I, like, just, I mean, it's all it's fiction. A base it's all problem horseshit. of physics for me where like, you can't have... Yeah, it, it, they can't Unless happen the, simultaneously without... I guess they could. Fuck. I don't yeah, know. But absolutely. It would be a sidebar. Like, it would be complete chaos. Like, fifth dimensional level uh, mix of spitlick would be, like, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on right now. Kind of level confusing. Yeah. As if the DC universe <laughs> multiverse isn't chaos all the time. Yeah, it's a little bit controlled. No, it's not. That's a, that is an illusion. No, it's literally you controlled. and others like you. writers writing it. It is slightly controlled. No, it's never been controlled. It's never been controlled. Who discarded their scripts for Shakespeare and we did that anyway. Have you you ever bought every DC comic on the shelf currently in publication? (laughs) It is absolute chaos. My current pull list would tell me that, yes, I know where you're going with this and. It's a bit crazy. It is It is absolute chaos. That's why after Crisis on Infinite Earths, they had to do Zero Hour. That's why they have continuously re- retconned it and rebooted that. it. You say that, but I'm buying a certain amount of uh, comics every week. And uh, because at the moment, Scott Snyder is largely in control of what's happening. Um, mm-hmm. It is all relatively controlled chaos. 
Except when Scott Snyder took over after New 52 started, or when he continued after New 52 started, none of that shit made sense because they wanted to keep the Batman universe the same, but the time frame was all wrong. I know, I was there for All-Star Batman, I have the originals, but... And I'm also living in a universe where Bendis has taken over Superman, and uh, at the moment there are four different things Superman's supposed to be doing at any given time. Mm-hmm. And only about two of them on average are compatible completely. One of my favorite bits from any comic book ever was... Uh, I, I Batman can't right now is in com- three different places just this week. I cannot remember the actual book, but at the time, Wolverine was alive. Mm-hmm. It was it was before he had died. And they had, which I guess he's back now, but um, I haven't read a Marvel comic in forever. But I had, at the time, I was buying all the X-Men books. Wolverine was in every X-Men book. <laughs> include and 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 they were all doing different things and he was an avenger of course <laughs> and so he was in that book and there's this great scene where like everyone's mad at scott because he's the headmaster at the, at the xavier institute and everybody's like kind of yelling over each other and they're all yelling at scott and it was just there's an angry and exhausted wolverine standing there going like look i Scott, I appreciate your your confidence in my abilities, but I can't be on every team. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. Got to tap out. But no, I yeah, I think just just like even in the crisis episode where they're like, "Oh, we stopped the monitor from doing the thing." And then like they come back and there's like and he was like, "Oh yeah, a different monitor from a different universe came and started the whole thing over again." It's fine. There are infinite monitors. You didn't do anything. You didn't mm-hmm. change anything. So too must there be an infinite anti-monitors to destroy an infinite multiverse. <sighs> it's not impossible. It's, it's nonsensical, but that is that is the narrative no, no, that no. has been crafted. It's not even nonsensical to propose what you're saying. It's just, I, I think... It's not even a proposal. It's outright what they have presented. No, they presented the multiple monitors before Oliver fixed it. But there's no fixing. Yes, there is. After Oliver combined universes, whatever is still true, what, however many monitors or anti-monitors are still out there, um, that is not the purview of the episodes that we have seen. The purview of the episodes we have seen is Oliver fixed mm-hmm. it. Yes. According to our main characters, Oliver, yeah, he ju- he jump start re jump started that multiverse. A. But there's got to not or a multiverse. That, a multiverse from scratch. It matter. No, no, no. Well, they that's went, fine. There were zero universes, literally zero universes, ah. when he restarted the uni- the universe. But by that reasoning, then and he didn't the restart DCEU... the multiverse. By the way, he restarted the universe according to what we've been told by these characters. Now, by the characters who are wrong, who are probably they wrong. Been, they no, not probably, completely wrong. At the end of Crisis, we see multiple universes. We know that there is, in fact, a multiverse. All of these characters believe they are the only in the only universe left. Oh, we yeah. know the okay. DCEU by did that, not end. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. By that sense, yeah. I mean, by the Earth CW, <laughs> it was supposed to be yes. Earth CW, period. Right. Earth Prime. Right. That's right. That's all I'm saying. Oliver was supposed to have fixed this, and whatever happens later, I will just have to deal with that. But it was not the first crisis on Infinite Earths in, throughout the entirety of the multiverses. It wasn't the first. We show, we were shown that in the Crisis tie-in comic, mm-hmm. where they were literally transported to the old 1985 crisis and had a conversation with Phantom Stranger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, is uh, Clark has gone through in season 11 his own. of like lying on the cover, where it was like, featuring the Phantom Stranger, and he was there for like two seconds. Uh-huh. I'm all right with that. <laughs> 
just a thing I constantly have a problem with. Where it's well, like it they feature him. I could swear it said featuring on his little bubble. Eh, I mean, so he was uh, featured. We saw him for a second. He was there for a second. I wish that like I, I damn, wish uh, like comic book distributors in general were okay with the term like cameo by instead of featuring. Yeah, I guess, I don't know featuring. When I was a kid, man, I would pick up a comic book, and if I got like one shot of a character that I loved, I, I didn't. I was like, "Yay, that's cool! He was in there." Yeah, I get it didn't that. bother me. I don't I get know, it. but it's like these damn Star Trek fans. CBS All Access has been running these things, like these commercials that say CBS All Access is the only the only uh, place where you can get every Star Trek series in one place, and people are actively like like spamming them, talking about how like they're lying because all the Star Trek shows are available on Netflix. Well, no, idiot. <laughs> They're not. Star Trek the Animated Series is not on Netflix. Star Trek Discovery <sighs> is not on the U.S. Netflix. Star Trek Picard is not on the U.S. Netflix. or on uh, Actually, they're, uh, internationally, they're on Amazon Prime. CBS All Access is literally the only place where you can get every Star Trek series in one place. It's not a lie. It's just not the truth that you I, want to accept. I feel like it's not a lie in the sense that we were talking about GA earlier. Uh-huh. <laughs> where where I get what you're saying, and you're not wrong. Uh-huh. But for the average GA, eh, who cares? Well, sometimes the general audience, if they're going to comment like they're not GA, if they're going to comment and at like, you know, they're some sort oh, of no. actual here's, like here's informed a, person. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that it's just a fact whatever advertising you're seeing on any format in any capacity uh-huh. short of like a, a a subreddit which isn't even advertising anything you see that is traditional advertising where money were was spent they're they're not trying to get to us they're trying to get to ga yeah because they're hoping that we're gonna go get sucked in as a result of it and there's some fan service with stuff like that i mean the you know, we're not, we're not completely forgotten, but <laughs> they need GA. They need they need they need people who are just slightly interested in in bulk to be able to walk in. Or it, man, it would just be it would be hard to mount these things. Yeah, everything we cared about would be an animated project because it's the only thing you could fucking afford to mount. <laughs> it would all cast. It would all cost slightly over two million per movie to put out the animated movie of whatever the fuck is going on with the Justice League right now. It, it, we need I'm them. Against the idea. <laughs> I'm not either, but I enjoy seeing actual people on a screen doing things that we care about. Yeah, we need the general audience, but you know, I the people who are commenting that are not general audience. They're old Star Trek fans who don't know how to use technology. That's the problem. Yeah, I agree. That's a matter of not looking around a little bit. They're the same people as like, oh, I don't like this SJW Star Trek. You mean like all Star Trek? The like 60s Star Trek that deigned to have a black woman on the bridge. Yeah. <sighs> like the first interracial kiss on television. <laughs> like barring none. The first. Right. Uh, the, you mean the Star Trek that had a Russian on the bridge mm-hmm. in the middle of the Cold War? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That show? Right. Smack in the middle of that shit. Yep. <laughs> a very exclusive bunch, that bit. Anyway. That's all I got. Yep. That was seven pages, y'all. Yeah, it's only been a couple of hours. We should probably bounce. We most definitely should. I've got another podcast scheduled in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Hopefully we've answered all the questions. Uh, ad nauseum, I assume. Probably. People are going to be like, we're not asking any more questions. <laughs> I didn't want to know. I don't, like, I don't know. I was like, hey, Alice is cool and Batwoman, right? And then they argued about ad strategies and... And and <laughs> and I don't even care the anymore. I'm just gonna thing. watch My Little Pony. Uh huh. Well, you know, there's there are several universes of that now. Uh, <laughs> of course there are. <laughs> of course. Okay. They'll all show up in Deadpool at some point. DCOnScreen.com for every episode, as if you want to hear more. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can always hit us up at Twitter at DC on screen or on Instagram at DC on screen where you can find us on Facebook type in DC on screen podcast or DC on screen. You'll find us. Mm-hmm. And uh, until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Bye. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you fifteen percent or more." But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender first commonwealth bank member fdic spring forward at banana republic factory with 50 to 70 percent off everything shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from 1999 find your nearest store or shop online only at banana republic factory enjoy 50 to 70 percent off almost everything at gap factory and gapfactory.com shop tees from 6.99 and joggers from 24.99 plus extra 15 percent off online exclusions apply shop the sale through april 6th better banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99 percent apr rate on a home equity line of credit from first commonwealth bank to turn your bathroom into your wow i love this bathroom bathroom 0.99 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC.